So I heard you have a father and he's booked. Welcome to Book It. I am your commissioner, Lil X Fudge, and today we got your general managers, Damone D Money Allen. I agree with Biggie when he said you were looking for your five star classics. Bump that because you're not getting it here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and the bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a. This is going to be a bad night. If you're looking for good wrestling, this is not it. The, the way we booked each other's <laughs> shows, not each other's shows, but like just gave each other the talent we gave each other, it's it's nasty. You know, I think it's time we update our tagline because we used to call ourselves the podcast where we book and rebook your favorite wrestling storylines. But with the Book It Verse trilogy being what it has been, I think we should include your favorite and least favorite wrestling <laughs> storylines because we have talked about and created some nasty things. We have. Uh, but throughout, things. Th throughout the book at verse, we've had our ups and downs, but we've always given it our best. But tonight, we are not doing that. Tonight, <laughs> we are giving you the final product of what we call book at verse 4.5, book at verse GT, book at verse mini, book at verse light, whatever you want to call it. We are giving you a mini book at verse where – Bad guy and D money have drafted each other some rosters and belts and shows and <laughs> straight names. sabotage is what it was. It was disgusting. It was espionage. This was treason, jailable offenses. <laughs> People are going to prison for what they did to each other last week. And tonight, I am the torture victim that has to sit through these two <laughs> pay per views and rate them. I feel and like you're going to enjoy some of this. I'm going to enjoy putting on record low scores and that's me who's given some <laughs> record low scores already if you didn't uh see me rate travis's developmental and book at verse three go back that's all i gotta beat i, I cried <laughs> like <laughs> so i think today i'm going to be in absolute pain as i go through this so uh, who's going? Who's making me suffer first? I'm going first, and you're gonna have a good time. The audience is gonna have a great time. Um, and as I'm gonna be honest, don't take any of these. Don't expect any serious. Like Same. I think there's like one serious thing I do. Yeah, and abandon that. I gotta make sure our listening audience remembers the rating scale. We normally rate from fifty cents in D money dollars to five dollars, with the exceptions of we get one zero dollar. And one five fifty that we can give to any momentous occasion. So fuck the Meltzer stars. We do D money dollars around here, and I'm going with shows as as they go. I will get the collective averages at the end of the night, and I will tell you who the winner is. Uh, so who can make me suffer less? <laughs> so uh, I'm starting first. Yep, so. you got it. I'm presenting Deathmatch, Deathmatch, Deathmatch. <laughs> <laughs> Presents Great Balls of Fire. 
DDD <laughs> balls, triple D balls. <laughs> but it's called Deathmatch, 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 and there's no Deathmatches. There's no the Deathmatches. It's just the name of the company. It's Deathmatch, Deathmatch, Deathmatch. <laughs> Live. It's like a shitty anime. <laughs> Live from the King Abdullah Sports City Sports Hall from in, in the great Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> So we start off. Uh, so uh, Christian Cage and Adam Copeland they reunited and they won the inaugural D- Triple D tag titles. Um, so Matt Jackson meets Marty Janetti and admits that he always liked him more than Sean. Marty and Matt become the number one contenders by defeating Max or Dax Harwood and Trevor Murdoch. Oh. <laughs> hey, if Dax Harwood didn't have Cash Wheeler, Trevor Murdoch would probably be his first choice of partner with his that's crazy. Jim Cornette, <laughs> and that's real wrestling. Dude, that's oh, crazy. Like At Road Rage, Marty and Matt look uh, to have Cage and Copeland beat when Copeland low blows Matt to retain the titles. In the rematch, Cage and Copeland leave the ring to get counted out. It's announced by general manager CM Punk to prevent Cage and Copeland uh, from taking advantage of the rules. It will be an ultimate X match at Great Balls of Fire. So the actual match itself. So it's Matt Jackson and Marty Jannetty, the Young Rockers, versus Cage and Copeland. The Young Rockers. The Young Rockers. The Third Rockers. (laughs) Third Rockers. Uh, so, Whenever something good happens, you got to be like, 3D, 3D, 3D. <laughs> back and forth. Of triple D. It's Triple D versus triple BBW D. tonight. I'm in heaven. D, 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 D. And so it's uh, it's a back and forth affair. Matt and Mar- Marty, they hit dual su- sweet chin music on uh, Adam Copeland with the exploding Nikes. Uh, Copeland spears Janetti off the ropes to the floor. Cage hits an unprettier through a chair. Matt is dangling on the X, and um, and he sees Cage getting up, and he hits a Hurricane Rana off the X onto Cage. Uh, Janetti and Matt hit a Meltzer driver when Matt uses, like, he pulls himself up and springboards off the X on the Copeland. Uh, Copeland hits a top rope execution to the outside on Marty. Um, later, he spears Matt through the barricade as well. The finish comes with all four men in the ring throwing super kicks at the same time, and all four men are down. So they all super kick each other. <laughs> um, Edge and Edge, and, or not Edge, Copeland, sorry, and Christian. Oh, Cope. Cope and Christian both manage to grab chairs that are in the ring. And as Marty and Matt help each other get to their feet, they get smashed with concertos as they knock heads together as well. Christian then grabs a ladder and uses it to climb the climb up and grabs the title as Cage and Copeland retain. Mm. Well, here's what I liked about it. I, the style you wrote the match was actually really good. That's like typical shit that I would enjoy. Um, so you definitely catered to my wrestling tastes. Um, one thing I want to take off, we're not that like we're writing the most extensive stories, but you did not utilize Marty Janetti's infectious personality as seen on his Facebook account. <laughs> um, and the fact that we didn't get any like murder stories or like creepiness or and just general Marty Janetti weird shit is a missed opportunity to me. 
Uh, you got a real life stuff? Why can't you just give you? Well, give you like, if you're going to give me Marty Janetti, I want the fullness you, of Marty Janetti. He's trying to give you rockers, Marty Janetti. Nah. Okay, but that sucks. I, I prefer fucking <laughs> hey, hey, hey. confessing Marty, to murder Marty, on Facebook, Marty Janetti. Rockers, <laughs> Marty Janetti was good. Let me look through but my not own. as good as like Facebook, Marty Janetti. Yeah, I was gonna say now I gotta look through my thing and see if anybody has any scandals going on. It's I, like I forgot who want, I'm talking to here. Uh, y'all wanted Twitter Iron Sheik. I wanted Facebook Marty Janetti. <laughs> like, That's nasty. Oh, that is nasty. But it's okay. disgusting. But you know, this was meant to be disgusting. <laughs> you gotta understand the assignment. For that, I'm gonna give you what is probably gonna be the highest score of the night, four dollars. Okay, I'll take mm. it. Mm. That's because the rest, the wrestling was really good. Actually, I was like, you know what? I'd be watching like an AEW pay per view when that shit would come on, and I'd be, I'd be losing my shit. That's definitely the best in ring match of the night. So I wanted to start off hot with the actual wrestling. Yeah, this is probably as good as it's gonna get. Yeah. So, so the next match is Mikey Whipwreck versus Scotty Tuhati. <laughs> hey, seven year old me would love this shit. <laughs> Uh, so Scotty and Mikey were in a tag team on the Indies called the Whippersnappers. They're buying up all the baggy pants from 2001 Hot Topic. <laughs> Yuck. So uh, Whippersnappers, that's gross. They were in the tag team tournament to crown the inaugural tag team champs, but lost in the first round when Scotty got pinned. After the match, Scotty tries to apologize to Mikey for losing the match, and Mikey says it's okay. The following week, they have another tag match, but again, Scotty gets pinned. Uh, Mikey helps Scotty and appears that he's going to help him, but instead he hits the whippersnapper, which is the, the stunner. Yep. I, so I he grabs it. He grabs a mic and says that he's done carrying Scotty's dead weight. That Scotty is washed and the team is over. The following week, Scotty challenges Mikey to a one-on-one match to prove that he still has it. Mikey accepts the match for great balls of fire. Um, so to the actual match, Mikey dominates the beginning of the match working on Scotty's surgically repaired neck. Scotty tries to make a comeback, but Mikey manages to regain control. Mikey goes for the whippersnapper, but Scotty counters it and hits a series of clotheslines, then a drop kick followed by a super kick. Mikey wobbles and falls down. Scotty turns around wild-eyed, and then time for the worm. So then he hits the worm, boom, boom, up, goes for the pin, but Mikey manages to get his foot on the rope. Scotty goes to get Mikey up, but Scott or Mikey eye rakes him and hits the whippersnapper, but Scotty kicks out at two. Mikey goes for the whippersnapper again, but Scotty rolls him up and gets the one, two, three, and rolls out of the ring. Mikey loses his mind in the ring as Scotty celebrates by dancing in the crowd. Okay. Um you see, there's nothing wrong with this match, but there's also nothing right with this match. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's that that that's very boring. Um, Their like, moveset are boring. <laughs> nothing to the movesets. Yeah, yeah. Well, like they Scotty Tuati's got a, the most, They would literally have the most generic wrestling moveset. No, Scotty Tuati's got a little bit of sauce. It's like, just, look, look. Scotty was my favorite wrestler on point. I know his moveset. There's nothing to it. He's got like some Hurricane Ranas and some head scissors, like some basic like 2000s cruiserweight moves that I it's could enjoy. There. It's same with Mikey Whitbrick. <laughs> we just wait for the finisher. We don't care about nothing else they do. But it, it was a very boring match. There was nothing really to latch on to. Um, the story wasn't terrible, uneventful. 
That's just how I would describe it. Just, just uneventful. Did this happen? I don't know. Uh, like, I'm going to give this a little below a Travis mid. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give this a 2.5. Okay, I'll take it. So 250. I'll take any change I can get on this pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> so the next match. So this is where I kind of went off the rails. I'm going to be honest. Delicious. So. Finally, some good fucking oh, yeah, food. My- Mine starts off off the rails. I can lie to you. Mine starts off ridiculous. So you're getting Mordecai versus Vince McMahon in an Inferno match. Delicious. <laughs> okay. So, so after losing all, all his money after the XXXFL fails, Vince McMahon. Wait a minute. Wait a goddamn second here. <laughs> what is the XXXFL? It's me and Khalifa just getting tackled over and over again. What is it? What was it? Wrestling company mixed with with adult entertainment. So what's the FL? Is it football or is it wrestling? Yeah, it's football. It's football. <laughs> so it's the football, wrestling, and porno. Yes, pretty much. But okay. it failed. It didn't it's work football out. with the cities out is all it is. So Vince shows up. I'm shocked in, that didn't work. And... <laughs> He shows up in deathmatch, deathmatch, death, deathmatch, <laughs> expected to be part put into an office role. You but mean the Rock CM- didn't buy the company after no. XXF, uh, XFL folded? No. Uh, CM Punk informs him that they want to put on a good show, so he'll be nowhere near creative. But he does have a job for him in Triple D as an in-ring performer if he wins his match tonight. Vince has his first match in a losing effort to Dean Malenko, who makes him tap out in less than a minute. After the match, Punk comes out and says that performance is worse than mine in the UFC. These <laughs> <laughs> bros roasted himself on the promo. <laughs> he says that he'll, he'll give Vince one more chance. Punk would never and, have that humility. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'll give Vince one more chance and it'll be symbolic of his future because Vince has a lot of sins to pay for. The lights go out and Mordecai is standing behind him and hits a crucifix bomb. He going to hell, hell. That's crazy. <laughs> this man He's taking deserves. him across the river sticks. <laughs> Funk That's says crazy. that Mordecai or says that Vince mocked God and now he will be sent to hell by one of his disciples because at great balls of fire, it will be Vince McMahon versus Mordecai in an inferno match. As he sets his balls on fire. <laughs> <laughs> So Mordecai, so the match itself, Mordecai is the upper hand um, through most of the match or much of the beginning until Vince manages to low blow him. Vince tries to escape, but Punk, who is at ringside, makes them turn the flames up, which prevents Vince from being able to leave. Vince stomps on Mordecai's fingers and reveals that he has brass brass knuckles in his pants, which he uses to bust Mordecai open. Then he mocks Mordecai and Punk. Vince yells about how much bigger his grapefruits are. Grapefruits are than God. He says, I have bigger grapefruits than God. <laughs> Vince tries to drag Mordecai to the flames, but Mordecai grabs him by the throat and hits a huge choke slam. He then throws Vince through the flames with the, uh, the crucifix bomb to the outside with Vince landing on the outside. So Mordecai wins the match. The crew tries to put Vince out, but Punk stops them, and he pees on Vince to put the flames out. Wow. So he pulled his pecker out, is what you're saying. He pulled it out. <laughs> you, you don't actually <laughs> see the pee. Like his dick. I was going to say, I was like, this is you crazy. You see dream. Okay, Damone, you're going to get a little bit of a stipend because Soraya just lost the AEW title a bunch from behind. So I'm like, <laughs> fuck yes, delicious. 
Um, I'm in a good mood. Um, so CM Punk pulled his pecker out and pissed on Vince. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking CM Kelly. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. I was inspired by Stone Cold Steve you. Austin. Who peed on uh, yeah, our That's, that's crazy. Told your body is a poor now, now he can't be within uh, 100 feet of a school now. He's pulling his feet up. He's on the list. He has to introduce himself to people now. He pisses, on, he pisses on Vince to put the fire out. That is crazy. That is nuts. Um, so the storyline wasn't terribly built up. Like, it was actually pretty, like, it made sense. It was funny. It was stupid. Um, that match is going to be fucking gross. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> Kevin Thorne Mordecai was never that good, right? Um, no, not really. And then there's cool Vince game. in the ring. Kevin Thorne wasn't good either. <laughs> like, if we be coming <laughs> that far, he wasn't good in general. Yeah, yeah. No. He, he looked cool at various points. Cool, like, yeah. When you go back and watch it, he does not look cool. <laughs> when you go back and watch it, shit is awful. We're talking about Mordecai or Kevin Thorne? Both. <laughs> oh, I thought Kevin Thorne looked cool as shit. Um, Thorne looked cool. I, watched, I went back and watched those matches, and I was like, this is awful. Okay, <laughs> not the matches. His look. No, I'm saying, the, everything about it was cringy. Like, it was bad. <laughs> Ariel looked, zombie showed up yeah, on ECW. Ariel looked good. <laughs> but the, she had her oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Kevin Thorne's some cool gear, at least. Um, but to get to the main point, um, I gotta balance out like the okay story, a dog doo doo match, and then piss gate that happened afterwards. <laughs> Plus the little stipend of Soraya just losing the AEW Women's Championship. All is right with AEW once again. Uh, uh, Hikaru Shida, which is just kind of like their yeah, Plan C at all points, but. <laughs> We're back to neutral, you know. Tony Storm. Yeah, we want Timeless Tony to win it, but I'll take this. If they were going to do this randomly, it should have been Timeless Tony. Anyways. um, So I'm going to say for the story, we're going to start at a raw $3. Okay. Then for the match, we're going to lose one and a half. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to be at $1.50. Then we have... CM Punk pulled his pecker out on national television. <laughs> you don't we can call it a pecker. <laughs> we don't see it. I acknowledge we don't see it, but it's implied. There's like piss trickling. Up in the man put out a fire. Does piss He's even like, put out a fire? Punk, you're pissing on me. He's going off. <laughs> Does this piss even put out a fire? I, I, it's water. Mostly water. <laughs> so I'm assuming so. I don't know. CM Punk with all that Pepsi he drinks, that's going to be some fucking bright yellow piss. The security. God damn it, stop staring. <laughs> Help that, me out. <laughs> that ain't clear hydrated piss. We know CM Punk don't drink no goddamn water. Um, that's crazy. He's miserable. <laughs> um. So as they're pouring the lemonade on Vince. Um, it's apple juice. I'm, I'm going to give this a dollar. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> and I, I think that's generous. I think uh, 25 cents of that was the uh, Soraya losing that belt. Uh, <laughs> it. it would have been 75 cents, but I'll give it a dollar. Okay. Round up to donate to charity. <laughs> so the next match is going to be Ron the Truth Killings versus Matt Riddle in a ladder match for custody of Matt Riddle's kids. That is crazy. <laughs> that match will be fire, though. I mean, not for the custody, but yeah. like, that match will be fire, though. Yeah, this match is going to fuck. I can't wait to hear this storyline. So, oh, it's no, from- no good matches out of me. These matches are going to be, these matchups are ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's reported by Sean Sapp that Ron Killings has begun to date Matt Riddle's ex wife. Ron confirms damn. this and says, Once you go black, you don't walk again straight again. God damn it. <laughs> 
He said, you can get a handicap sticker now. <laughs> Ron then starts posting positive or posting pictures of him with Matt's kids tossing a football, cooking, and like them taking a nap together. You know those pictures pa- parents put up. So Ron captures captions it or captions them. Not the I'm not the stepfather, but I'm the father that stepped up. <laughs> Does he get the shirt too? <laughs> yes. He has live, laugh, love. <laughs> Matt is, they got the Mickey Mouse like hand where it's like I'm hers. <laughs> I'm his. Yeah, that's nasty. He, he's my kid. <laughs> but but like even on the point at each other, they're not standing on the right way. They're both standing in the opposite direction. <laughs> So Matt One's is got in. like the she, he does not dare disrespect his <laughs> the Joker on it. He said, "I lo- I lost my husband." He said, "I'm husband." We gotta get that shirt. Uh, Matt is Matt is asked by TMZ all, about all of this, and Matt says that he's going to fuck Ron up the next time he sees him. So Matt's son has a birthday party with Ron, obviously there. Uh, Matt gets into his face, but his ex wife steps. Um, between them and says that Matt needs to accept that she's moved on as in love. Matt says the only reason he isn't beating Ron's ass right now is because of his son. Matt gives his son a brand new bike, which the son seems excited about. Ron then gives him a customized four-wheeler, and it says his son says, I love you, Daddy Ron. Matt loses it and attacks Ron, and the two must or have to be pulled apart. As Matt is being held back, we see Ron gather Matt's ex and his kids around, and he says he loves them, and asks if he, he can make things official and proposes to her. She says yes, and the kids are super excited and say, we, we can't wait for you to be our daddy now. <laughs> Ron, Ron has a match against Matt the following week with the family and the audience. Uh, Ron manages to get the better of Matt with the lie detector. Um, Matt loses it again and attacks Ron after the match and hits her bro Derek. The kids are seen crying when Matt yells at them that he's their dad, not him or not Ron, grabs them over the barricade and drags them to the back. We see them later. We see later on, we see him forcing them into his car and driving off as Ron and Becky chase after him. Matt puts out a tweet that these are just as much his kids as that dumb bitch and that wannabe rapper. Ron and Matt go back and forth on Twitter, both threatening legal action. Punk intervenes and says that they can settle this in the ring like men. It will be Ron Killings versus Matt Riddle for custody of the kids. Uh, Both agree to the match. So the kids are in the crowd during the match and actively cheer when Ron comes out and they boo when Matt comes out. Ryan comes out on fire and backs Matt into the corner and beats him down and dominates the beginning. He grabs a ladder, but Matt, Matt manages to drop kick it into his face. Matt puts Ron's leg into the ladder and smashes it over and over. Matt tries to climb, but Ron manages to pull him down and hit a running elbow. Riddle's on the outside when Ron hits a suicide dive through the ropes. Ron goes to Irish whoop Matt, but Riddle counters and throws him into the steel steps. Matt then hits a bro Derek through the announce table. Matt is able to grab the clipboard or is about to grab the clipboard with the custody papers on it when his ex-wife gets into the ring and grabs his leg, preventing him from getting it. Matt climbs down and pushes her down, then verbally berates her. 
When he turns around, the kids are in the ring and beg him to stop. He says, you're my kids, not his, and you're going to live with me, <laughs> not your bitch of a mother. Ron gets up and tries to sp- Ron gets up and tries the springboard drop kick. Um, uh, but Matt, po- oh, yeah, he tries to hit the springboard drop kick on Matt, but Matt pulls his daughter in the way, and Ron accidentally <laughs> hits her. She gotta take a bump. <laughs> yeah, take a bump. So Ron, uh, so Ron accidentally hits her. Ron and the medics they go to check on her. Imagine watching um, your parents divorce. You got to take a fucking bump. <laughs> <laughs> Ron and uh, the medics check on her. Uh, Matt sets up the ladder while this is happening and starts to climb. When the son this time grabs his leg, annoying Matt, who goes to hit him, but gets stopped by Ron, who like grabs his arm in midair when he goes to like smack him. Um, Ron then gut kicks him and hits the lie detector, followed by a spinning scissors kick. Ron and the son set up the ladder together um, with the ladder with the rungs of the ladder on top of Matt as Ron climbs the ladder, grabs the custody papers and brings them down and the new family celebrate. You're gonna be shocked to hear this, but this is actually really good in a weird way. Um, it has flaws, but this is the most like Facebook group post of a storyline of all time. <laughs> if you go to like any city group or like any single mom posting about like the fucking like breakup, this is the type of shit that would occur. And it's perfect. Be- well, it's perfect and flawed because there's no good guy in this story. I was like, thinking that too. There's, there's no our truth starts off being a piece of shit. And then Matt Riddle turns into a piece of shit. Because at first it's like, oh, Matt Riddle's the good guy. We're supposed to feel sorry for him. Our truth's fucking him over. Nope. And then Matt Riddle goes like full abusive, like fucking crazy dad. And had our truth not been such a cunt in the beginning, it'd be clear that our truth was the good guy. I was just trying to be this the father who stepped up. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, He's not the stepfather. He's the father that stepped up. <laughs> <laughs> but this was actually really fun. Like. I enjoyed consuming this, which with all that's going to go on tonight, there's going to be a lot that I don't enjoy consuming. I liked this. Um, I'm not going to give it a five because of its flaw. Um, But this is going to earn you, I'm going to say, a 425. Okay, I'll take it. It was enjoyable. It was stupid in a good way. (laughs) It was realistic. And it was... um, it was trashy, so I, you got me on that one. I can't believe that I've given two ratings above a four tonight. <laughs> Speaking of trashy, down to the bra and panties match. Mm. Oh, yeah. In Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so it's Sol Roca versus Soraya. So my other option was Brie Bella. <laughs> so these were the two best wrestlers I had. So Sol Roca is the initial women's uh, signing to Triple D. Soraya is brought in second and makes it very clear Ain't that one Triple D in this match. That she's not happy that Sol was signed first. Sol Ruka uh, beats Brie Bella to win the women's championship, but is immediately blindsided by Soraya, who strips her down to her underwear, then spray paints bitch onto her back. <laughs> Soraya's interview leaving the arena about what she just did and says that soul is just another dumb blonde who got on her knees to get the way, um, get her way. Well, she's a revolutionary and is sick of being disrespected. 
The following week before a commercial break, it cuts into the women's locker room where Soul and Saray are brawling and have to be separated. Soul says that she's worked her ass off, and if anyone knows anything about being on their knees, it's Saraya. Saraya has a match against Brie. I did not see that coming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Saraya has a match against Brie and wins, but after the match, Soul comes out and the two fight again, but this time, Soul gets the advantage and hits the Soul Snatcher, which is the, like, springboard reverse RKO or cutter. Yeah. And she does the fire. Um, she then strips Soraya like she had been d- strapped the previous week. Punk announces that since both ladies want to fight and seem fixated on stripping each other, he talked to the crown prince of Saudi Arabia and with a large cash donation and a Pepsi sponsorship. How the fuck CM Punk got this money? He'd be getting fired everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's the, the owners of Triple He's just the general manager. The owners of Triple D got the money. But he also has a great relationship with Pepsi. And he gets a Pepsi sponsorship, which makes Pepsi the official soft drink of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> he got it approved to have the first ever brawl and panties match in Saudi Arabian history. So they just said, fuck the religion. <laughs> For some Pepsi. <laughs> for money and Pepsi. God damn. <laughs> That's hey, crazy. I, I, I'd probably do it for Pepsi. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> the that match, is wild. The match opens with Soraya using her veteran instincts to gain the advantage and ground soul. So Soraya works on soul's arm, including smashing it against the steel post. Soraya manages to get Soul's shirt off and goes to pull off her trunks, but Soul pushes her off with her feet. Soraya elbows her and Iris whips her into the corner, but Soul manages to hit the Soul Snatcher. She then pulls Soraya's pants off. She tries to pull her top off too, but Soraya kicks her in the gut. The two brawl, and it looks like Soul has the advantage, but Soraya yanks her arm to gain um, to gain the advantage, the arm that she'd been working on. She then mounts her and lays heavy elbow strikes and then taunts the crowd. Um, she goes to hit the, the Widow's Peak, but Soul manages to fight out of it and hits a European uppercut, then hits a springboard Soul Snatcher. She then strips off Soraya's shirt for the win. Soul is immediately covered up, but celebrates as Soraya is also covered up immediately as well as she makes her way visibly to upset backstage. There ain't even no payoff for this. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see it for about 10 seconds. This is fucking terrible. <laughs> What's the point? No you know what? You want to give it a zero? This is this is getting Demone zero. This is because <laughs> there's no there's, there's not gonna be much good wrestling because Sol Ruka isn't like seasoned enough to carry Soraya through this fucking match. Uh and as we just saw in the match, she lost her title in. Soraya can't even hit her own fucking finisher. Um, that then, um, yeah, you do this match type, the bra and panties match. We all know it's always a bad match, but damn it, if you're gonna do the pervert stipulation, I don't care if it's Saudi Arabia or not. You can't. I don't care about the Saudi Pepsi sponsorship. There's got to be a payoff, but we got nothing. Give me twenty five cents for the Pepsi sponsorship. I need a quarter to be able to buy a <laughs> Denied. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Continue. 
This match is not gonna get anybody. <laughs> Did I waste my zero at the wrong you, point? You might have. So <laughs> the match is a two by four on a pole match, featuring Matt Striker versus Axel Jim Duggan. This has I potential. Knew, so you said two by four. I said, oh, I forgot he got Axel Jim Duggan. <laughs> oh, so. Shit. On an episode of Deathmatch, by the way, the weekly is called also called Deathmatch. Deathmatch, 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 Deathmatch. It's just four times. God has left the building. (laughs) So Matt Stryker comes out and begins to lecture the fans about history to a chorus of boos before his match. Stryker Did you do stops. that in Saudi Arabia too? <laughs> <laughs> Stryker stops and says that this shows why America is full of idiots. A lack of mm. respect for teachers like me. Out comes Facts. his opponent, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, waving the good old American flag. Matt says, what makes you think you can come out and interrupt me in my lesson? Jim says, oh. <laughs> Matt says, what does that even mean, you ignoramus? Jim again just yells, ho, into the mic. Matt says, if you're an idiot, say, ho. Jim looks to the crowd and says, no. (laughs) Matt gets annoyed and punches Jimmy or or Jim, and the match starts. So Matt dominates the start of the match. (laughs) But Duggan hulks up and comes back on Matt. It looks like Jim is about going to win. When Matt uses Jim's two by four and gets himself disqualified, he beats down Jim with the two by four. The following week, Jim is looking for Matt and his beloved two by four. By the way, Matt stole the two by four. Hmm. Um, so Jim is looking for Matt and his beloved two by four, but can't find them. Later on, Matt Stryker gets into the ring and cuts a promo saying that idiots like Jim are the reason this country is in the terrible shape it is. Instead of putting money into the arts or reading or math or science or history, people like Jim waste money on classes like gym and (laughs) (laughs) we then see Matt about to cut the two by four in half with a saw that he had in a bag. Jim comes out and stops him from cutting it, but Matt again gets the better of him and he hits Jim with his own two by four. The following week, Matt hits invites Jim into his class and gives him a test with Jim fails because he just writes ho on every question. <laughs> every answer. Hot every question, every answer. It's ABCD answer. <laughs> it's just ho every time. Oh. The other kids in the classroom, they initially are laughing at Jim until he throws a spitball at Matt mid-lesson, and they all start to like join in and like appreciate um, Jim. So Matt tells them to settle down. He blames Jim for the problems in the class. He then challenges Jim to a two-by-four and a pole match. If Jim wins, he can have it back, and Matt will shake his hand and admit he's the better man. He confiscated his (laughs) (laughs) two-by-four. If Matt Matt wins, he's not only going to cut the two-by-four in half, he's going to burn it while Jim watches. Jim accepts by yelling, ho. <laughs> yells at him to get out, get out. <laughs> which, Jim, which Jim does. He so, in class 103. <laughs> just before the kids. Which Jim, which Jim does. 
Uh, but the rest of the class then starts getting up too and marching with Jim, yelling "ho!" And they grab the flag from the from the classroom and just waving as they walk all walk out of the classroom. <laughs> we find out that the two by four was given to Jim by his father, who was a carpenter, but died when Jim was young, which is why he's so attached to it. He's but, like he's like the kid from Eddie and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> The match is back and forth with neither man having a decided advantage. Jim manages to overpower Matt, but Matt outsmarts him when he goes for a crossbody and moves out of the way and Jim crashes to the floor. Matt goes after him and whips him into the turnbuckle or the barricade and lands knees to the gut then a series of chops. Later in the match, Matt goes for a knee drop, but Jim manages to avoid it. He then rallies with a series of short arm clotheslines, then an atomic drop and a bionic elbow then clotheslines Matt out of the ring. Jim starts to make it up to the apron when Matt smacks him in the back with a steel chair, knocking him down. The ref admonishes Matt, but he doesn't care. He then hits a golden rule, which is his finisher, and goes to climb the turnbuckle to grab the two-by-four when the lights go out. When the lights come back on, he's surrounded by all the kids in this class who stop him <laughs> from being able to climb. They then attack Jim, or uh, not Jim, they attack Matt, and he manages to overpower them, like he pushes them all away. Um, but when he turns around, he gets hit with a three-point stance tackle by um, Hacksaw, who then climbs the turnbuckle and recovers the two-by-four and celebrates with his newfound class friends. Mm. Oh... um this wasn't bad this was enjoyable i don't think the wrestling would be fantastic but the story it did enough for me it wasn't it wasn't bad it was it was silly it was goofy i could see it opening a pay-per-view back in like 2006 i could have seen like (laughs) back when raw had hacksaw jim duggan back for no reason and matt striker was getting his start i could see this be opening a pay-per-view um, it's wild and... that he won the first Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> what a weird wrestler! I thought he was a way bigger deal than he was when I was a kid. <laughs> I was like, Dude, I, I, saw, I saw him as a joke <laughs> that whole time. Well, I was like, they brought back a legend, and he's doing this for us. <laughs> nope, this is just his thing the whole time. I'm gonna give this my own mid and give this three dollars. Okay, I'll take it. I'm not gonna lie, I fucked with that story. <laughs> I liked it. it. It was like it was just a nice, it. relaxing kind of storyline. You sit back, you know what I mean? Like it opens a pay-per-view, it does its job. You get it's like you get enough. your soda, you get your, your snacks ready. I would have popped no, I'll I'll be all in for this. I, I would have popped oh. for this. I would have been like, oh, big you know, Jim Douglas fight tonight against Matt Striker. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotta do it for his dad and the kids. <laughs> I'll be all in for this. So the next match, Sean Stasiak versus Marcus Corfine. Delicious. Fine, this is the main event? Good... No, this isn't the main event. I got okay. two more matches. So. Okay, okay, okay. I thought it was the main event. I was like, oh. <laughs> hey, that's the main event. I like main event is it's going down. The main event is nasty too. So <laughs> uh so Sean Stasiak has created his own food truck company called Meats Meats, where they sell the best meat in pro wrestling. All right, so, now look, that's gonna include too close to my pay per view name. Mine is so slapping me, getting a little too close. <laughs> Sean is cooking up some brisket, some ribs, and some steak. 
Just when Marcus it. when Marcus Corvon forces his way to the front of the line and demands two of each thing, including a well done steak and to make it fast. Not well done. <laughs> later, later on, we see Sean and his and his sous chef Johnny, formerly of the Spirit Squad, <laughs> bring the food. Uh, I forgot I made you trapped. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. They bring the food over to Marcus, who says, "Took you long enough." Sean goes back to the food truck. So these and these <laughs> the angry customer. Yeah, these like um, these aren't like concurrent. Like it's throughout the show. So later on, we see Marcus. He forces his way back to the front of and like at the after they give him the food, we just see him start like eating. Later on, Marcus forces his way back to the front of the truck and starts yelling at Johnny. Johnny gets stops and Sean stops and gets off the truck and says, "What seems to be the problem? You don't like my meat." Marcus says it was the says the brisket was dry, the ribs were too sticky, and the steak was a like a brick. Sean apologizes and offers to refund Marcus and remake the food, and but I need it back. Marcus says I ate it all already. Sean <laughs> says, "Well, then I can't refund you for it." Then Marcus gets in uh, Sean's face and starts yelling at him that he's going to beat Sean's ass if he doesn't give him a refund right now and more food too. Sean says no. Marcus pushes Sean to the ground. Sean gets up and the two begin the brawl until they are separated by security. CM Punk makes the match official for Great Balls of Fire with the stipulation if Sean wins, Marcus is banned from meets meets. But if Marcus wins, he gets to eat free for a year. So he's wait, wait. So Marcus this is a customer really... service dispute. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Marcus is even a villain because the customer is always right, technically. So <laughs> <laughs> He, he could have well. called the fucking help desk. <laughs> <laughs> the match begins with a test. Of, so yeah, if Marcus wins, he gets a free year of food. If meat win, if Sean Stasiak wins, Marcus yeah. is banned. So the match begins with a test of strength with Corvon initially getting the advantage, but then Stasiak overpowers him. They lock up again and Marcus knees him in the gut that hits a swinging neck breaker. Marcus beats him down or beats down Sean with power moves and hard kick punches and kicks. Sean manages to hold on and eventually counters with a meat hook clothesline of his own, but can't get the pin from the damage he's taken. Later on, Sean goes for a big boot, but Marcus slides under and hits the pounce, knocking him out of the ring. He then follows after him and waits for him to get up back up. And it's another pounce, this time into the steel steps, and then goes in the ring and tries to get the win Excuse me, by count out. Sean manages to get in the ring uh, to break the count at nine. Marcus goes for the pounce again, but this time Sean avoids it, but Marcus knocks out the ref. He turns around into a meat grinder DDT from Sean, who goes for the pin, but there's no ref. A new ref comes running down and goes to count it. One, two, but then Johnny, who was at ringside, pulls the referee out to the shock of everybody. Sean is shocked and goes after him as Johnny just starts sprinting around the ring, trying to not get caught. Sean catches up to him in the ring, like he slides back into the, into the ring. But Marcus is up and hits Sean with a hot plate that Johnny has slid into the ring. Marcus covers Sean as Johnny gets the ref up and into the ring for the count one, two, three for the win for Marcus. After the match, John Cena, who can only talk via rap, Gets into the ring and says, yo, what's the dealio to Johnny, who says that Marcus agreed to give him half off or half the food he gets for free 
and that Sean was only giving him a discount as an employee. So that's <laughs> why he turned on him. <laughs> a little twist. That's uh, it. I enjoyed this more than I had any right to. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish this was in my book at verse four. This makes sense for it. I know Meat's doing some other things there, but uh Meat's Meat's. I'm gonna give this a three and dollars and fifty cents, which is about uh Marcus Corvon's grocery bill for the rest of the year. Um, <laughs> he's just gonna be eating at meats meats all the time. Yeah, he just eating for free. He only paying that for a drink somewhere. <laughs> That's wild. All right. So, give us the main for- event. So the main event is LA Knight with his manager, Silence, versus, <laughs> versus David Arquette. Forgot about this. So David Arquette shockingly won the tournament of death to claim the death match, death match, death match, world title. <laughs> so he comes out and he celebrates when LA Knight comes out with his manager, Silence. LA Knight says, let us talk to you. It's Silence Mimes having a mic as well. <laughs> they say that they say, they say that you're sort some sort of movie star, but any movie I've seen you in, you play the idiotic side character. That's just what you're go, and that's just what you're going to be in my story. As you see, Silence mimic a camera roll. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm laying out the challenge right here, right now. Great balls of fire. The only real superstar in this company. Silence does the superstar. Like thing, he does that for, for LA Knight versus the movie sidekick for the and um, silence like does the boo <laughs> for the richest prize in this company. Uh, silence, go ahead and talk to him. Silence then mimes that LA Knight is strong and and, and David Arquette is weak. L.A. Knight says, I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) I like this. David Arquette says that he's now been a world champion for two major companies, something L.A. Knight has never done. I take a beating and I keep on eating. And just like like Marcus (laughs) Gorbach. And just like Deputy Dewey and the Scream franchise, I'm going to survive to fight another day. L.A. Knight says he will finally win the world titles that evaded him. And at Great Balls of Fire, it will be announced that the new champion is L.A. Knight. Yeah. <laughs> and during that, oh, silence. <laughs> <laughs> Punk makes the match official and sets up a contract signing for the go-home show. At the contract signing, both men sign, and L.A. Knight says he's going to prove to everyone who ever doubted him um, wrong when he wins the title. David says that he's fighting to prove that he's not just another actor. Things look like they might get physical when Silence mimes an invisible wall that David Arquette accidentally punches and he injures his hand. So (laughs) L.A. Knight then poses with the title to end the go-home show. At Great Balls of Fire, LA Knight is dominating Arquette, but won't but Arquette won't stay down. At one point, silence, he mimes having a chair that he slides into LA Knight 
but the referee sees him do this and he takes the invisible chair and he takes it out of the ring as LA Knight grabs a real chair and hits him in the back. <laughs> uh, Knight, st- Knight then stomps on David Arquette's injured hand. Remember, injured by punching the invisible wall. <laughs> David manages to move when LA Knight goes for a splash in the corner and almost wins with a roll-up, but Knight manages to kick out. David gets some offense in and hits a ghost face elbow drop from the top rope, but Knight gets his foot on the bottom rope. David looks like he's going to, he might win when Silence mimes an invisible rope that he uses to trip David as he's going, as he's starting to run towards Knight. And Knight manages to hit a stunner for the win and is the new deathmatch, deathmatch, deathmatch world champion. And that's it. And LA Knight in silence celebrate. <laughs> I gotta say, I feel like this didn't get me as much as like I feel like some of the other stuff you did that was funny was funnier. This didn't this didn't this didn't quite tickle me. Okay. Um it it was funny enough, you know. I like silence, I like the LA Knight bit, but like it's a little uneventful. Uh, I thought it didn't live up to me. Hacksaw and it didn't live up to me. Um me. I like silence. I'm gonna give this a two dollars and ninety cents. I'll take it. <laughs> it it was like because it wasn't as good as the thing that I gave a three, but it was about in that caliber. Okay, like I'll it was it. fine, uh, but not anything I particularly want to see again. John, you like you need a raise, a raise oh, yeah. energy. That is, I'm tired. What am I gonna do? <laughs> Go to Meats Meats and get a raise. <laughs> Are you tired? Tired of those other energy drinks hitting you with a short burst of jittery energy followed by a crash that leaves you with less energy than you had before? Well, fear not, because Ray's energy drinks are specifically formulated to get you going without making you jittery and keeps you from crashing. With zero sugars, zero calories, and better caffeine than a cup of coffee, Ray's energy drinks are the number one growing energy drink on the market. With flavors like Baja Lime, Sour Gummy Worm, Guava Mango, and Strawberry Colada. Ray's has some of the best tasting energy drinks available. You can get a case of Ray's right now by going to repsports.com and using promo code T1THREE when you check out to take 15% off of your next order. That's promo code T1THREE for 15% off of your next order of better, tastier energy. All right. Well, that about that raise costs about the three fifty that you will get um, with the three fifty that Marcus Corvon had to spend at Meats Meats. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that so fucking sloppy. I guess I really need a raise. But speaking of meat, mm. what am I gonna do with that meat? You gonna slap it? Your body and the bodies you're loving deserve nothing but the best. Organic Lovin' is the only adult subscription box that includes eco-friendly body products from body-safe adult toys to sex-positive books and erotic seminars. Organic Lovin's online store has everything you and your partner or partners could ever need to heat things up. And right now, your friends at T13 Media want to take 10% off of your next order. Just go to OrganicLovin.com and use promo code T1THREE like the sound the bed makes when you check out Organic Lovin'. Love organically, purely, deeply, boldly. All right. 
Tell us what you got going on, Kenny. This is uh, <clears throat> Big Booty Wrestling. They also call it BBW Presents Slapping Meat in uh, Moscow, Russia, with our GM's Macho Man and our commentators Scott Steiner, Brock Lesnar, and Mike Adamley. So we get to, yeah, <laughs> he got me looking nasty out here. So the pre-show, the show starts, and we see Macho Man reading a book to some kids. He's like, hello, kids. Macho Man's here. He's going to tell you the story about how I had a company back in the day before I sold it all for some sniff. It's called Slapping Meat from a company called Big Booty Wrestling. Yes, Big Booty Wrestling, because we're all here about treasure and whores. Well, had, we, had, we had this particular event in Russia, Moscow to be exact. You know what Moscow means in Spanish? It means more cow. So we got more beef, more meat, baby. And I wonder, and I know you're wondering why I wasn't in Russia. I couldn't get Snortsky through, through customs. So I'm here with this class of third graders. And he snorts a line, gets real bug eyed, and says, For this match, it has literally no story. I went to the end of Mother Earth to find mythical creatures like Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, a Yeti, the Denver Broncos, and little people, because none of these things are real. Yes, none of these things are real. I put 10 men together for the pre show in a King of the Mountain match. If you're unsure what it is, because I'm not too sure what it is either, let me go to the rule book. So it's a reverse ladder match. We have to put the item back onto the hook. Sounds fun. Let's see what our special commentators, Brock Lesnar, Mike Adamley, and Scott Steiner, had to say. So then we get to the match. It's uh, Great colleague, Renegade, Hornswoggle, Gobbledygooker, Mantar, Seven, Oz, Yeti, Kiss Demon, and Timmy Turner. Jesus. Timmy Turtle. Jesus a, fucking Christ. I forgot, <laughs> I, gave you, I, mean, I forgot I gave you one of the, the doctors. <laughs> yeah, was a 10-man King of the Mountain match. So they all start out outside the ring fighting to get in. Uh, Renegade um, overpowers most of the people in the ring. Then while doing the Renegade dance, he gets brain shot by Kali. <laughs> Brock Lesnar gets oh, hyped. We're done with that. You want to see my Renegade? <laughs> Brock Lesnar gets hyped at the announcer's table in his trench coat with nothing going on underneath. Um, Kali. <laughs> Kali. Make you do that part. You chose to do that. <laughs> that part you That had. joke took me a second. <laughs> God damn it. God has left the building. He already left earlier, but he ain't coming back. So, so Kali tosses Hornswoggle into the crowd of opponents. Um, Mantar climbs the ladder with the belt and is trying to uh, hook the belt up. But Gobbly Gooker grabs the bottom rung of the ladder and he's like, he starts hitting turkey noises and he flips it back as, as Mantar goes outside of the ring and breaks through the barricade as the crowd chants, holy shit. Yeti and Kiss Demon are going at it, but both get double choke slammed by Great Kali. Uh, Timmy Turtle uses his ma uh, martial arts to drop everyone in the ring and ends up uh, clotheslining seven out of the ring as the crowd chants, Go, Ninja! Go, Ninja! Go! And then um, Hornswoggle. Oh, no, pushes... Moscow, they might be trying to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Hornswoggle pulls out some hard candy and puts it in seven's mouth and forces him to chew down on the jawbreaker as seven screams out in pain. And the match, <laughs> and the match ends with Oz and Kali are fighting at the top trying to put the title on the hook. Hornswoggle runs and tries to knock the, knock the ladder over, and it barely moves, and he keeps doing this over and over again until the ladder tips over and sends Kali and Oz out of the ring. And Hornswoggle grabs, uh, climbs the uh, ladder with the bell as the crowd cheers. He puts the title on the hook as the crowd goes nuts. So Hornswoggle right. wins. Hornswoggle wins it all. I'm going to say I almost gave this a 550. <laughs> uh, but the wrong man won. Well, I mean, who should have won? 
it had to be Timmy Turtle. He was <laughs> the most qualified individual this match. He had the most skills. Uh, his hey, in-ring I mean, prowess was above everybody else with his martial the arts. Was with them, they were screaming, go ninja, go ninja. <laughs> yeah. You really made the wrong booking decision. I mean... You, you know you'd be hyped if you had Kali and Oz on the, on the ladder. He's running like... <laughs> oh, I'm not saying that spot isn't good, but I'm saying you didn't go with the crowd. You didn't go with what the work rate marks here. Uh, uh, Wurzbach was showing out, man. He put the jawbreaker in, uh, in, <laughs> in Savage's mouth, give him a taste of his own medicine. You know, he'd be giving candy to kids, so he got to <laughs> taste his own medicine. <laughs> so this is going to get $4.75. That's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> but had Timmy Turtle won... It would have been a five five fifty. <laughs> so so we're back to uh, Macho Man. He goes. So I was supposed to have an evening gown match between Mia Yim and Jillian Hall, but cancel culture didn't approve of me having two women ripping each other's clothes off in front of screaming fans. So last minute, luckily I was able to get Jamie Noble in the office talking to him, and I had this great idea. And Sid Vicious was in need of a match, so I did. So I put them both in gowns, and now we're with the times. But I said the match isn't spicy enough. They need something. And he's north on the line. He says, dogs, rabbit dogs. Let's bring in a kennel at the pay-per-view. Unleash the hounds. <laughs> so now we have a gown-toting dog kennel match. <laughs> Ugh, that's going to be a stinky-ass ring. <laughs> so it's Jamie Noble versus Sid Vicious in a, in a gown-toting dog kennel match. <laughs> so, but Sid Vicious has his gown on, but he has his jeans on still. And so does Jamie Noble. He has his jeans on still. <laughs> you got the, jean, the jean shorts. Yeah, he has a jean short, so you can barely see him, but Sid Vicious has, like, the long jeans on. Yeah, he has yeah. the actual jeans on, but you can still see it underneath his gown. So, in the match, uh, Sid Vicious is overpowering him. Uh, Sid Vicious hits a vicious big boot that turns Jamie Noble inside out. Jamie Noble hits a diving crossbody that Sid catches and um, tosses him into an exposed turnbuckle. Uh, Jamie Noble lifts Sid Vicious with a backdrop to a roaring crowd as, a, as he cheers and adjusts his gown. He's like, mm. like adjust it a little bit. And then um I thought you said in the justice gown. And no, like, no, 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 no. Adjust it. Like adjust it. He's like, <laughs> and then the match ends with Jamie Noble trying to Irish whip Sid out the ring, but Sid quickly reverses last second, Irish whips him out, and Jamie's like ends up landing on the apron. He's like, Come on, Sid, I'm I'm gonna scare the dogs. And then he tosses him into the kennel anyway. <laughs> and the camera turns, and we hear dogs like the camera turns, so you can't see it. And uh we hear dogs barking and clothes ripping, and he's screaming as the crowds all feeling sorry for him. And uh, Sid Vicious, his hands raised, and we hear, my denim! <laughs> That's more bites than two. <laughs> He's like, oh, Lord, my denim! <laughs> um, so, you are getting a small stipend every match for each time the Macho Man thing's good. Um, that's going to help you here. Because... <laughs> This wasn't fun. Uh, I feel like this one, like, I like that you mashed this, this shitty concept into an ultra shit concept. But, uh, and I like the denim thing, but I also you didn't do, give me anything for this match. <laughs> like, you didn't even try. He, he did. He's, he's on coke making these matches. You, the you, said, you said, fuck the wrestling here. I, I um, just, I'm just giving you the big highlights. There's still wrestling. I'm just giving you the, What the big highlights of this match? <laughs> <laughs> the big highlight was him. <laughs> that was it. My dad, I don't think there's any real match going on here. Um, this isn't a zero for me, but it's not getting a dollar. Uh <laughs> I'm going to give this 75 cents. <laughs> he said it's in the zero, but it's not getting a dollar either. My right. dad. <laughs> so, so back to Macho Man, he says, all right, kids, there's enough for all of you. Take some and pass it around. It's sugar. 
that you eat with your nose. Nope. Okay. Oh, okay. There, there to be great. I dig it. Cause that was just the pre-show. Now we're on to the actual show. With two luchadors going at it. Manic and Dr. Wagner Jr. Both coming from Mexican wrestling company. Some I don't know what the name, but it was just some Mexican wrestling company. These two have both beat. So, so these two both like beat each other up. He's like, and this is the tiebreaker. Winner takes all, including the loser's mask. So now we're for the Latin American. It's literally called the Latin American World Championship. Uh, <laughs> and he don't want to specify. <laughs> it's you know, that's dangerous. <laughs> so Maddox versus uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. The match is pretty back and forth. Sammy Guevara wins it from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so the match is going back and forth. And uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. hits a pile driver off the second rope. Um, at one point, Dr. Wagner Jr. hits a suicide dive that sends them both into the announcer's table. Manic hits the Spanish fly on Dr. Wa- on Dr. Wagner off the apron and onto ringside as they both um, hold their body in pain. And Manic hits the Manic solution off the uh, second rope, which ends into a pin. That's it. <laughs> oh, I, was, I thought we were getting more match than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. But so the rest of them are like legit, like three highlights. The only the first match is just how ridiculous that was. So I okay. Highlights in that one. Um, these are just big moments. This is just kind of middle of the road. I'm gonna give this a little yeah. upper mid. It's there. I'm gonna give this three dollars and twenty five cents. Okay. So he sniffs. He's like, and says, okay, it's literally past versus the future. That tells enough. Don't ask me how I did it, but digging up a couple bodies, bribing a few Wiccans, a couple incantations, kissed a few goats, and now we're here. They, then uh, <laughs> they cut a couple promos. Of course, Abe Lincoln shredding them. Robocop rebuttals with putting them. So, so, so Robocop's rebutting them. Rebuttal with um, it was Chad GPT replies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Robocop uh, rebuttals with like putting them back in the hot tub time machine. And Abe Lincoln responds with, if you touch water, it would mess up your circuits. Things get heated, and uh, we now have a hot tub match. But Shark Boy gets drunk at brunch and uh, spiked the hot tub with mimosas. So now it's a mimosa mayhem match. <laughs> it's, it's hot mimosa, too. It's fucking boiling. It's hot. It's hot mimosa. So it's a hot mimosa match between RoboCop and Abe Lincoln. Past <laughs> versus future. So we see police escorts take over the road, and it's like it's like this big entrance. And uh, he stop at the arena. Robocop comes out, and he's just walking out there, and crowd's going crazy. Robocop's like, I say, he's going out the cruiser, and we get a little mix of cheers and booze. And Abe Lincoln comes out to live in America as James Brown sings. Abe Lincoln is wearing an American flag trunks, an American flag top hat, and a white wife beater. So he's just out there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a he's got a wife beater and some American shorts. <laughs> So Robocop is squashing Lincoln. Like he's whooping his ass right now. And Abe Lincoln goes for the diving Lincoln log, the diving Lincoln log leg drop. Lincoln, smack log. The, <laughs> Lincoln log leg drop. But smack the side of the jacuzzi. At one point, Lincoln drives Robocop's head into the jacuzzi. Robocop says, Dead or alive, you're coming with me. He does a belly to belly suplex off the top rope. And on the ringside, as they both lay there in pain. And Abe Lincoln drags his body to the mimosa hot tub, and we see bad CGI electrocution as he seizes and stops, and the crowd cheers for Abe Lincoln. See, I wish you could use free agents so you can have a John Wilkes Booth interference spot. <laughs> uh, you, didn't, you didn't have him hit the John Wilkes boot. I didn't. I didn't. He just, he just like, he he beat him up, and he dragged his body on. He's like, Ugh. This is so stupid. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, the past versus the future. Um like he got the hot mimosa, <laughs> like that. Just like you're not gonna want to drink the mimosa. It's fucking boiling in a hot tub. No, um, he killed him. It's with probably it. got chlorine in there too. He tossed him and he killed him. <laughs> um, hot, hot orange juice sounds disgusting. I've never had anything like that, and I'll have to try it. 
the fact that he spiked the whole entire time with me. Give me a shell, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give this $4. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. These, all of our matches are so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> then it says, insert dildo joke here and play organic love at that. Then it says barroom broad <laughs> saloon. So, 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 so now we have a saloon and tumbleweed rolls by. And for some reason, even though they're inside, wind is blowing through Lance Cade's hair as the camera zooms in on his flaring nostrils. And he says, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Jimmy Wang Yang says, the hangman's body count is going up one more tonight. As he reaches for his toy gun in his pocket, they both reach and they get, get their guns at the same time. Then they throw them both to the to the ground. They both sprint each other and hit each other with clotheslines. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy Wangang gets scoop slammed onto the counter. Then K flips him over and then like slides his face and like you know they slide your body through the counter and then he hits like all the, <laughs> he hits various breakaway bottles, bowls of peanuts and glasses. And um, the match ends when Jimmy Wangang says, "You climb the saddle, get ready to ride." As he grabs Lance K by the shoulders, but but K grabs his shoulders and says, "A cowboy never dies." As long as he's remembered. And he grabs his shoulders and they both throw each other out the window. The match ends in a draw. Get it? Quick draw. <laughs> That's literally what I said. That joke pissed me off. Get it? Quick draw. You lost 50 cents for that joke. <laughs> That's literally what I typed out. Get it? Quick draw. <laughs> um, honestly, if you had a make out, that would have made this better. Like, No, they both just jumped out the window. <laughs> 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 bro, <laughs> I said it's the dumbest shit ever, bro. That joke pissed me off. <laughs> In fact, the more you <laughs> laugh at it, the lower that it gets. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be weak for a minute. This is gonna be low because that shit is so dumb. Because right, y'all pissed me off. <laughs> like, I hate this joke. <laughs> Such a bad joke. That's not like fucking like 2009, like Lil Wayne bar. You know what I mean? Like let me see the match ends in a draw. Get it? Quick draw in there. And it says it says wait for laughter. It's it's tanking. And I imagine that's on screen. Like I imagine. Will this be the zero? Is it get it? Quick draw. Fuck you! Don't laugh at your own jokes and text. Fuck you. <laughs> I liked this concept for a minute. Now you're pissing me off. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I'll tell you, this was this was going to make you mad. I, I said I'm not going to win this. <laughs> so I'm going to make you mad. Well, I have to make sure you both get your zero. So congratulations. You pissed me off. You get your zero <laughs> for typing out ha, 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 Joe fucking joke. <laughs> That's what I was supposed to be like, wait for laughter. Ugh. Oh disgusting shit. work. I actually liked the concept, but you pissed me off. <laughs> what would have gotten though if I if I didn't if I didn't write um, draw maybe like a draw. 250? Um, <laughs> and had they made out like a four? <laughs> a, a, a cowboy never dies. <laughs> a cowboy never dies. <laughs> as long as he's remembered. <laughs> Okay, so Macho Man started to come down a little bit, and he says, this next piece is an underrated match. You'll have your matches where it's star-studded. You don't need all that. You just need two talented individuals, both going for the title. That's not as important as the world title, making a name for themselves. These two superstars, yes, they may not be headliners. Yeah, this is that Tony Khan coke right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's coming down. He's coming down a little bit. 
So we got Shark Boy. He's seen as the crowd favorite, but Mark Jendrick isn't a fan of gimmicks. Calling him like he's like yeah, calling Fish Boy and Aquaman and shit like that. And Shark Boy is like, <laughs> so Shark Boy is getting offended by this. And he says, at one point, he says, if a man can't get the job done, a boy can. A shark boy. And he starts he starts getting hype like shark boy. Girl starts getting hype with him. And then Kurt and Angle he, comes out and says, I'm a man. <laughs> and he Who loves to play off. with boys? <laughs> and he flicks him off and hits him with a stunner and gets tossed two Diet Dr. Kelps. And he bangs them together and drinks them over his unconscious body. So now we're on to the pay-per-view. Uh, Mark Dendrick is squashing Shark Boy until the crowd chants, Finn, 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 Finn. He's, he starts getting hyped with the Finn thing. And then uh, Shark Boy gets revved up and stomps a mud hole in him. And he goes for the stunner, but Mark Dendrick um, turns he, into a half Nelson lift. So what? Stomps a puddle into him. <laughs> hey, yeah, I like that. <laughs> but Dendrick uh, turns into a half Nelson lift into a cutter from behind. At one point, Mark Dendrick, European uppercut Shark Boy during a suicide dive. Uh, shark Boy hits a superplex, and then Mark Jindrick ends up putting on the Shark Boy's vest and goes for a running elbow drop. That goes, he does try to do a little like the elbow drop that Stone Cold does. That, uh, but uh, Shark Boy hops up real quick, flicks him off, and does the stunner to loud cheers as he crawls to him to, uh, and pins for the win. Shell, yeah, shell, yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> yeah, that was there. Yeah, these um, matches, like I said, these matches that's what be serious for real. Well, there's serious and like un- unserious where it's funny. There's unserious where it's awful, and this is just unserious where it's there. Like I was like, <laughs> that that's kind of like the you know I step out, I kind of go get me another Pepsi. It's not like a piss or shit break or anything, but I'm nah, definitely nah. not entertained. This is where I'm having a Man side can't conversation. Get the job done. A boy can a shark boy. <laughs> this is where me and Damone start talking about. Like other matches <laughs> at this point <laughs> when we're on StreamYard watching this pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to give this $2. I, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. It was just there. Like I, it just didn't do anything. Like, like I said, I, I don't expect any of these matches to get a five. Like I said, this is <laughs> like that first <laughs> line where he said, like, if a man can't do it, a boy can. That was the <laughs> peak. And that's not where you want your peak to be. Well, those are the promos. I knew the match wasn't going to be good. It's Mark Jindrak and Shark yeah, yeah. Boy. Hey, Mark Jindrak's got some sauce. Put some respect. I was like, I could only do so much with these two. <laughs> so then my next one, um, it's uh, D. Brian Kendrick and Trey Miguel. So their rivalry is pretty heated, like for the number one contender spot. It's pretty much a lot of on-site swinging on each other, um, both hungry for the belt. Security try to break them up, but they kind of wiggle out of it and keep going and stuff like that, like week, week after week. And it's who in Trey Miguel? Uh, the Brian Kendrick. Okay. <clears throat> so Trey Miguel's got on like real colorful tights. Kendrick has on like white trunks and that little blue jacket he has. And um, so they're both, it's pretty back and forth. At one point, Trey Miguel does a running, uh, rolling senton into Kendrick outside the apron. Excuse me. Kendrick goes for a powerbomb, but a midair reversal, like, Miguel does a hurricane runner, but at the same time, it's still getting reversed and does a set-out powerbomb in midair. The crowd's wild by it as Scott Steiner explains the aerodynamics of the move. And, <laughs> so, and uh, <laughs> see, if you flip 150 degrees, giving <laughs> like this is the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> I just want an excuse to make Scott Steiner do math. <laughs> a squared, B squared equals D squared. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's gonna be good, ignorant. And then slice bread number two gets reversed into a cutter by Trey Miguel as he pins for the one, two, three. Trey Miguel is the winner and the number one contender. 
this would be a good match. Uh, Scott's th- it's very randomly serious though. It's kind of like a weird vibe change. <laughs> uh, like we've been given like <clears throat> fucking cowboys diving out of windows, fucking <laughs> shark boy, fucking RoboCop and Abe Lincoln in a pool of hot orange juice, and then we just get this randomly good cruiserweight match. <laughs> You're crazy with no Macho Man crew like Coke segment between. Nope. <laughs> No. Like there wasn't even the transition. He said nothing. <laughs> he said nothing. He's just going right into that match. He's coming down now. He's like, sorry, kids. <laughs> he's so, I don't know sorry, if that kids. makes it worse or better. <laughs> like, um, it just pans the macho man asleep. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. I'm resting my eyes. Let me give this 350. Uh, it's like a 450 match, but like the vibe change was so random that you didn't <laughs> feel anything for it. Sometimes you need that. You're like, whoa, what? He's put on a bag. Yeah, yeah. Real quick. I was just like, there's no Coke transition. There was no this fucking Shark Boy a fucking banger match. And then <laughs> I was just like waiting for the funny part other than Scott Steiner's thing. And I was like, wait, oh, this is just a good match. This is a good ass match. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Listen, wow, okay. <laughs> Not even a stupid storyline for the good match. Nope. It's like a normal storyline. Like, <laughs> no going, going at it. Okay. <laughs> like, just straight man moment. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you didn't you didn't tell me. You didn't transition me. No <laughs> fiddle foul. You just put it in. He's coming down. He's like, you know what? Let's go and give him some good. <laughs> Would you uh, give it? I gave it 350. 350 like I said, it would have been a 450 for just the match, <laughs> but the vibe change took a dollar off for me because I couldn't enjoy it. Like I was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's like coming so- down from a party drug, like, <laughs> which Macho Man is probably doing. I was gonna say at this point, Macho Man comes back and he's chugging water at this point, and he says, All right, main event. <laughs> All we're waiting for a good old intergender match. So Batista um, looking for a challenger. Um, at this point, I'm not going to do the voice because that shit's tearing my throat up. So, <laughs> so Batista's looking for a challenger, and um, Bianca throws her women's title off to the side and steps up, gets in his face. Batista laughs at her as Bianca's like dead ass serious. And uh, week after week, Batista's getting more and more disrespectful, like talking about how women need to be in the kitchen, should be. I know who needs to bro. save this feud. Nice. <laughs> nice. Box, 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 box. Box. <laughs> it's a good sexism box. once and he'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> they expect it more and more until Bianca tells him to stop being a little bitch and fight her. He clotheslines her and he's like, all right, bet. He clotheslines her and says, You want to <laughs> fight with the big boys? And he grabs her by the like, grabs her by the hair and says, Remember, you wanted this. And he like kisses her cheek as the crowd's like, Oh, like, I'm disgusted. And then, <laughs> this and guy stinks. <laughs> They're like, oh, disgusting. <laughs> and he throws her head down, moves for the crowd. And he's just like doing his little thing, put a little thumbs down thing. And then he hits her with the uh, the Batista bomb. So they so were funny at- about this. That Batista's like the least sexist person. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that version. He had a feeling, he had nasty. He still share them CM Punk abortion t shirts and a clothing <laughs> rack. Like, he ready to Dude. go. So Bianca Belair comes out in pink. Batista comes out in white. Matches very back and forth. Uh, Batista, uh, Bianca does a moonsault off the apron to an unexpected uh, Batista ringside. Uh, Batista hits Bianca with the spear. Then Batista lifts her for the uh, Batista bomb. But um, Bianca reverses it with the Hurricane Rana. Then Bianca hit, like hair whips his gut and then wows the crowd with the gut wrench power bomb um, of her own that drains her energy and um, doesn't finish the pin. And then she ends up crawling. 
to the uh, turnbuckle and hits a 450 for the win, for the pin the win. As she cries and is awarded the belt, confetti drops, and we hear black girl magic. <laughs> 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 the crowd <laughs> Well, how many times in Book It Verse are we gonna have fucking Bianca Belair winning a big match, crying and getting some fucking competitive? That's what she does. <laughs> That's her whole thing. She has she to win. Wait, hold on, first. So I had her overcome racism, and now she overcame sexism. sexism. She is the goat. <laughs> she is the goat. She's wait about to, to beat all of fucking we, Israel wait. and Palestine in the next fucking Book It Verse. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, wait till the uh, wait till uh, what you call it. Uh, be your way. What's the next episode? Of oh, BOA? God. Kenny's got her in there, too. He's going to do some mad inspiration. He's going to go crazy. All right. Um, I so- will say, this one has another, like, you, the end just, it went from really fucking silly to, like, serious. <laughs> it's such a fucking vibe, Jay. Because he came down. <laughs> but the man came down from his coke bench. <laughs> The coke, what he ran out of coke. He ran out of coke, man. So he's on there chugging water. He's getting himself right now. <laughs> he's getting himself straight. All right. Um, so I could say what Damone's got while I'm in the middle of doing math for um uh, Kenny's. What did you so, give Kenny for the last match? Um, I, I gave Kenny a four because that's like a good, like, book it verse thing, but it's still <laughs> fucking out of place. So it's a dollar lower than it should be just because the vibe is off. So it would have been a five, but it got to end up getting a four. <laughs> Like, because it's just because the vibe is off, you know, <laughs> and like, I don't know, this feels I'm wrong. Still... <laughs> I'm still weak in the fact that uh... it feels like these last two matches feel like something that's built to with Travis talking for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> not, not this. It was summarized. It was just, it was that was summarized. Yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still weak in the fact that you were about to give my uh, Lance Kane to Wayne like a two point five. <laughs> they got back the very last line. <laughs> He gave me oh, that shit pissed me off. Quick draw. Get it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ha 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 ha. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I knew I was trolling when I made it. I said ha ha ha. <laughs> this, was, uh, this was super fun. It was dumb. <laughs> it was dumb as hell. Do it again. Next but then the match would end into a draw. Get it? <laughs> Quick draw. Almost done with math. Next time we get we gotta involve John or when or Travis or Mike ever come back, show back to work. We can switch roles and I and I could do it or something like that. We we can run this back. Oh yeah, this shit. Was fun. This was fun. Uh, Good right. that, shit, that shit was fun. So um to go back over the ratings for those who may have forgotten, uh for triple D balls, Cajun Copeland versus the Young Rockers got a four, Scotty versus Mikey got two fifty. Mordecai versus Vince got one. R Truth versus Riddle got 425. The Braun Panties match got a zero. <laughs> Two by four and a pole match got three. Uh, the meat match got 350. And LA Knight versus David Arquette got 290. And his composite <laughs> score was $3.02. Hey! Beating some real bucket. Right yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. He beat like. Uh, my last book at verse for sure. Uh, and then like two of BBW shows. But speaking of That's BBW, crazy. the new BBW slap and meat. Uh, the the King of the Mountain match got a four seventy five. The Gowns and Kennels match got a seventy five cents. Manic versus Doctor Wagner got three twenty five. Past versus Future got four dollars. The Barroom Brawl got a zero. Shark Boy versus Mark Jindrak got a two. Brian Kendrick versus Trey Miguel got three fifty. And Batista versus Bianca got a four. 
and his composite score was two dollars and seventy eight cents. Meaning mm. Damone wins this <laughs> round. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Damone, I mean, Kenny had more money, but it was divided by one more match. So, oh, was it? Yeah, because you had eight matches and Damone has seven. No, I had eight. Did I do that math right? Oh, because we had zeros. Yeah, did you include my zero? Um, I think so. Collusion. <laughs> Let me make sure. We might be have you riddled in some controversy. Recount in Florida. I'm about to say, this is crazy. Recount in Florida. See what happens. You gave my, my, my Lance Cade and Jimmy Wang Yang match a zero. See what happens. Black boy Bad magic. Happen. Black girl magic. <laughs> black girl magic. I'm the black girl on this scenario. I should have taken off more for that chat, actually. <laughs> but it's too late I knew, now. I knew y'all I hate that it. shit. I knew y'all <laughs> And the fact that it's in Russia. It's in Moscow. Oh, yeah, yeah, they never say that shit. <laughs> Bruh. She had a rocky-ass moment. If you can change, we all chocolate. It was called her Dutch chocolate. That's I forgot about that chant when I was doing ratings. I, I feel like I should retroactively get to take a dollar <laughs> no, off. Don't can't do it. Can't do it. It's already been set stone. That pisses me off again. Dutch chocolate. <laughs> Shout out to Dutch chocolate. Okay, doing that. <clears throat> oh shit! I'm I might have to do it my comedy match. I might have to add something like that. Make that sure you go quick, to that, that quick draws. <laughs> meets meets. <laughs> they catered. They catered the barroom brawl. <laughs> Bro, that shit is hilarious. I can just imagine the fact Jimmy Wing Yang. <laughs> we need to have a staple where it's just cowboys, like just just all cowboys, all the cowboy gimmicks we've done. So Hangman, Jimmy Wang Yang, um, Lance. It was Lance Cade, right? Lance. Yeah, Lance Cade. Cade. I'm trying to think of who else has been Cowboys. Okay, with the updated map because I think I may have skipped Domon Zero on his. Mm. Um, his composite score is now a two point seven three, meaning Kenny actually wins by hey! five cents. <laughs> <laughs> And Damone's no longer beating most Booker. He still beats one Mike show, one me show, one Travis show. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, I beat Travis's uh, developmental, didn't I? You beat Travis's <laughs> developmental. You beat my weekly show. You beat uh, Mike's first show. And I think you beat like your worst uh, tag team show, you and Mike's. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll so with a five cent victory, Kenny scrapes by after a recount in Florida. Hey, that's all I need. The stoppage of the steal. They should have chanted Black Girl Magic after that match. <laughs> <laughs> Sid Vicious and Jamie Noble. Now that would have been five dollars. Evening gowns. <laughs> <laughs> Black Girl Magic. <laughs> uh, so not right. that anybody wants to after this, but uh, D Money, tell them where to find you. <laughs> you can find me at on, tw- on Twitter and on TikTok and everything else at Dumb Money Two One Three D A M O N E Y T the number or one three. And bad guy, where can they find you in your hundred shows? See, I told you I had a short show this one. <laughs> I told you I had a real short one. Um, you can catch me on all social medias at Bad Guy Spoken. You can catch the Bad Guy Spoken podcast on YouTube. You can catch Unbiased, the football podcast, also on the same channel. And you can catch Hood Movie Review. That's also on the cha- same channel where we review nothing but hood movies. 
All right. Well, that's been an episode of Book It. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>